Hey everybody, this is Parts of Art with Mike without Braden because apparently he does not know how to set an alarm clock. So, <laughs> uh, but I will not be alone today because today I have a special guest who's going to be joining me throughout this uh, little short episode that we're going to do, and uh, his name is Eric Croft. Eric, uh, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm glad to be on board here. Absolutely, I'm glad to have you. Uh, tell me a little bit about what it is that you do. Well, man, I've I've been a musician for a while. I've been in several different projects. Uh, right. I started out a band called Circled in Black. Yeah. Uh, moved on to a band called The Ghost and the Human Hoax that was kind of short-lived. And then I uh, started a two-piece project called uh, Crimson Croft. And it's actually continued on to be like uh, my solo project. Yeah, I, uh, I remember seeing you way back in the day. Uh, really good stuff. You guys used to play a lot down in Nashville and over in southern kentucky and all that you still playing uh shows um yeah man well i mean i've taken a break recently but i'm about to get back at it uh we play uh typically in louisville we've kind of developed a following in okay. louisville kentucky uh, i've been on the radio several times in louisville and performed live on the radio and you know played material live on various radio stations around louisville kentucky Very um cool. i've tried to branch out you know um to Nashville and uh you know and even here in Bowling Green where I am now I'm mm -hmm. currently at uh Tidballs it's it's called Live on the Lot right now and there's some bands playing yeah yeah I know that place absolutely yeah I try to stay a part of the, the music community uh I'm just now kind of getting back into it though I, I took a break for a while and uh, I've been writing and uh just creating some new material and uh I'm hoping to kind of break back out with some uh, new stuff soon, but it's probably going to be stuff that I'm going to do uh, solo. Very cool. Um, Explain to everyone what your what kind of music you make. You like you, you do a little bit, of, a little everything, right? Yeah, I started out performing um, as a vocalist in like uh, heavy metal bands, mm -hmm. kind of like the the new metal sound was kind of the thing. Uh, encircled in black, mm -hmm. kind of transformed that into something kind of different. You know, we, we kind of try to take it in a different direction. New metal at the time when new metal was like the thing. And uh, after that, I, I joined a band called The Ghost and the Human Hoax. And it was kind of short lived, but we, we played a handful of shows and, you know, some really cool venues and, you know, made some great contacts that helped me later on. And uh, it was more like a, a branch off from that. You know, we, uh, we created our own sound, it, it kind of had industrial elements. So that, that's really influenced me throughout the years. Um, a combination of like solo acoustic music and uh, industrial music. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I brought to the new project. And then I, I had a drummer from uh, the early band, Circled in Black, and it was just me and him. We were just a duo, and we went and played around Louisville and uh, just anywhere we could, you know. And um, it, it worked out pretty well, just, just the two of us. Yeah. So now that you're solo, are you are you doing mostly acoustic stuff? Is that what your is that what your shows are now? Um, yeah, currently I'm doing more acoustic gigs. Uh, okay, I'm working on material that I can do on my own. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm working more on like a uh, acoustic uh, electronic combination. Right. Just trying to find the right balance in there. So if if need be, I could go out and perform. On my own. Yes, yes, very very cool, nice. Well, now, uh, to let everybody know the connections that we have now, you were in a, in a little movie I did way back in the day, a little, a little <laughs> film called Sick Full Effect, and uh, very thankful that you came down and did that, that part. 
as I recall, you kind of did uh, two parts combined into one, but you did a great job just coming down and uh, getting thrown into that. Man, that that was so much fun, man. And I'm, I'm so glad I met you uh, and was invited to be a part of that. Yeah. Uh, that really expanded me um, as a, as a person in general, you know, uh, have you done any, like, have you done any more of that stuff acting? Um, you know, actually, uh, nearby they, they've been casting a lot for, uh, you know, various roles and in, in different films. And I've thought about it, you know, you mm-hmm. know, I've thought about, you know, going out and pursuing more of a career in acting, but I haven't really got around to it, but, um, it's still something that's on the table for me, man. It, yeah. It's, it's a interest of mine. Well, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun that day. So that's my connection to you. Now, Braden, the co-host who's asleep uh, right now, um, his connection with you is uh, – I don't. he never played in a band with you as far as I know, right? But uh, he played with some of the members of Circle in Black. Oh, really? Yeah. He, okay. he was in a band uh, – I think David – he was in a band with David, I know. Maybe some other ones. I'm not sure. Uh, but they did a, a band before Circle in Black called Stonehenge Straight Jacket. So that's that's kind of the connection you guys have. You know, I didn't know if you knew yeah. that or not, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't aware of that, but that, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I try to stay in contact with you know all the members of you know bands I've been in throughout the years because we've we've made such a huge connection, you know, and uh, especially me and David. Yeah. You know, David's a great guy. He's he's uh he's always kind of been on the same playing field with me. Mm-hmm. It's just we live so far away. He lives in Tennessee, and I live in Kentucky, and right. that was the main thing that kind of. Uh, killed circled in black is you know just the traveling back and forth oh you were living in, oh you were living there then wow yeah that's a yeah it's a long uh long commute to play music yeah yeah it was, it was tough keeping that band together man because like half of us you know the bass player and the guitarist lived in tennessee and the other half the drummer and singer lived in kentucky so i mean it was a constant trip back and forth and mm-hmm. then finally got to the point where we, we just couldn't do it anymore i i can understand. i've actually been in bands where that's kind of been a huge uh, factor in, in kind of the dissolve of it. Yeah. But I mean, I, I've got a ton of material available now. Uh, I mean, circle in black, we, we did a great album at uh gray skull recordings. Yeah. I had that copy. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. It's available on iTunes and uh, Spotify and uh, even, you know, you can, you can look up some stuff for it on uh, YouTube mm-hmm. and then all my solo stuff. Uh, well, not really solo stuff. I mean, you know, stuff I've done since then is uh, available under Crimson Croft, you know, just under YouTube. Uh, Saw on Bandcamp, right? Yeah, Bandcamp. Yeah. Definitely Bandcamp. Yeah. Uh, Reverb Nation, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Right. You, know, you, you look us up, you, you'll find connections to all of it. Very cool. And uh, like I said, the other project in the middle was uh, The Ghost and the Human Hoax. It was short-lived, but we recorded a few good songs, you know, if anybody was interested in checking that out. And mm-hmm. We played that there's some live videos of on uh, YouTube. Uh, we played at a place called The Manor in Bowling Green that no longer exists. Oh, okay. And uh, those videos are pretty cool because it's it was a place like, a, it was an old uh, home and we performed in the basement of it. It was like old Civil War type home. Right. And uh, the place kind of got packed. <laughs> it was probably the coolest show I've ever played at. Yeah. But uh, we have video footage of that on YouTube. Very cool. Under uh, the Human Hoax. Nice, nice. All right, man. Uh, so uh, real quick before we get back to uh, your music, uh, we're just going to run through a little bit of stuff that we do here on the podcast since Braden isn't here. Uh, like, so there's really not anything news to talk about uh, other than Disney Plus dropped their, their uh, launch service. Streaming price was, uh, I think, $6.99 when, they're gonna, when it's going to be available. It's going to be that price, which is 
uh, even cheaper than we thought it was. So uh, that's pretty crazy. Uh, do you, how do you get your music in movies and stuff these days? You stream, you, uh, you still collect physical copies. What do you, what are you into with that? Actually, man, it, it's pretty cool because, you know, I, I'm into streaming, right? Mm-hmm. I enjoy my Spotify and, and stuff like that, but I still love bands that have strayed away from that. And uh, I love Tool. I was going to say Tool for sure. Yeah, you can't find that anywhere. I've got tickets to go see Tool on May 8th. They cost me $100 a ticket. And I'm taking my daughter, who's 14 years old. Yeah? So, I mean, that is, like, the most coolest, like, upcoming event in my life. Sure. Take my daughter to see Tool. And, like, those tickets sold out within two hours. I'll bet. That yeah. day. And then there was tickets later on for like front row, uh, you know, they're selling for like two or three thousand dollars a piece. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Ticketmaster is fucked. Yeah. Ticketmaster, they should find a way to stop these people from buying up all the seats and selling them for like triple the price. It is. It is. Yeah. There, there should be some sort of cap you could, you could do. I don't know if uh, they've tried that and didn't work or what, but yeah, that's uh, that happens to a lot of events. It's crazy. Yeah. I think they've got it right now at eight seats, but still like these people, these scalpers can go on there and like buy eight seats at a time from different then, accounts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's sad, man. And they really need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk real quick about uh, movies. Uh, anything you uh, into lately? Anything you've been watching? Movies, TV shows? Anything uh, caught your eye? Man, I love uh, Vincent Gallo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work. Um, check out the movie Buffalo 66. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, of course. I, I know that one. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo right. 66, uh, The Brown Bunny. Uh, he's, he's kind of an underground actor. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, he he's done a lot of great films and he, he he creates his own music too, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, you can find it on uh, iTunes. Uh, you know Harmony Korine. I, lo- I love his work. You know uh, I'm a huge fan of the underground. You know as far as uh-huh. directors go. So okay, so you like a lot of indie stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Coat Wolf. Check out Coat Wolf. There's a Coat film Wolf. called. No. Uh, Never saw that one. Yeah, check out. Uh, it's a production company called Coat Wolf. Uh, Evan Glaudale, I think is his name, is the director and uh, produces a lot of the films. And there's a movie called <laughs> I can't think of the same the name of it now. I think it's Bellevue Drive, something like that. Okay. Look into Coat Wolf. They're uh, they're out of uh, California, and uh, they they produced one really great film, and uh, they're still trying to build their uh, repertoire, I guess, to continue on. Excellent. Yeah, cool. All right. Is that it? Pretty much what you've been watching? I think so, man. And, uh, you know, look out for Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, man. There's a lot of bands coming out of here that are uh, doing really well. Like this spot that I'm at right now, Tid Balls. Uh, there's bands playing here tonight that have been playing here for years. There's a huge music community here. Uh-huh. I'm just beginning to scratch the surface on, you know, and I've lived here for years and I'm trying to fit in with these guys that, that, you know, have this huge community amongst themselves. And it's, it's very humbling when you get accepted amongst it. You know, cage, the elephant came from here. Uh, Oh yeah. A a lot of great bands have started from here and there's going to be more to come. So uh, keep an eye on this area and, and the music comes from it. Now, when you say come from there and 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 go in other places, what's the what's the method to do that these days? How are these bands doing it? Are they are they getting followings online, social media, YouTube? Are they actually going out getting uh, agents, deals, record deals, stuff like that? What's the what's the method? You think it starts with a local following, and that is the toughest thing 
to achieve. Uh-huh. Uh, I think, you know, you could go to like the UK, right? And just start playing randomly. Right. You're going to get a following kind of easy, but a local following, you have to get to know these guys. There's certain cliques. There's certain, you know, guys that have played here for years that you have to get to know to really get to a certain level. And around here, that's, that's just the way it is. You have to fall into certain cliques of people and get to know certain people and network and be here and watch shows and support other bands, mm-hmm. get support. So, I mean, if you're going to come out of a rural area like this, you have to network. You really have to show up at shows every night and be a part of the crowd. Otherwise, you're going to be unnoticed. You're going to be an outcast. And you, mm. That's the thing yeah. I've, I've dealt with throughout the years, you know, and my music has always been different, alternative rock or uh-huh. you know, on, a, on a different level than, you know, some of the indie stuff that's coming out of here. But I've realized that if you're going to make it in this area, you have to blend into the crowd. You have to find a way to network. I mean, right. part of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So once you get that following, what, I mean, what is your, what is like your goals? Are you, are you hoping to go into a studio, make a demo, make a deal, make a record deal? Or are you hoping just to, just to continue like um, being able, like I, I know a lot of bands now, they just kind of, they do their own thing. They, they promote themselves. They, they book their shows themselves. Uh, what are, what are your goals for that? My goals right now? Yeah. Um, I could do all that myself but I don't see it uh, progressing very far unless I get signed to a record label. Okay, so that's what you're... So you're looking for a record label? Yeah, I'm looking for a record label. I, I want to get signed to a record label, and I want to go on tour. I, I want to be able to tour and get paid for what I do. I mean, that's that's all I've ever wanted out of life in general. <laughs> you know? I mean, I've had different dreams and ambitions, and there's so many, still many other different pursuits that you know I want to take on, but... Sure. The, the main thing I've ever wanted is to be signed to a record label and just, just be able to go out and play shows, man. I just want to get paid to go out and perform music in different cities. Mm-hmm. That's what I've wanted to do. Do you think the heyday of those smaller indie labels are gone? I mean, do, do, you, see, do you still see a lot of those little, little small record companies? They're still out there, but they, like I said, are very tight uh-huh. communities. They're hard to get into. It's almost like, you know, if, if you were just like your average guy, and you want to go hang out at a country club, and mm-hmm. you didn't know anybody at the country club. Right. That's how hard it is to get started in the music community now. Wow. Hmm. I mean, that's just the way it is, man. It's tough. Yeah. I've realized that throughout the years. It's You can't just walk in. You've got to get to know everybody. You've got to get to know certain people. You've got to make certain connections, or you're never going to make it. Do you think the, the advent of the internet and all these SoundCloud and all these platforms where people can just put their music out there, YouTube, such as that. Do you think that those things uh, have been beneficial or they've been hurtful as far as like uh, struggling musicians? Um, I mean, I think they've hurt a lot of artists that, that were signed to underground labels that were just strictly making their money from selling albums, albums from those labels. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's helped people get recognized that would have regularly been, you know, just had a cult following. Right. Through- you know, nationwide being known. So, I mean, um, it, it kind of goes both ways on that. It, it's, you know, it's a, uh, it's a deal with the devil, man. Yeah. 
a little bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's definitely it's a struggle in the music community now. That's that's the one message I would put out there to everybody. It's not like it used to be. Right. Well, um, okay. Uh, right now, I'm going to play a little bit of thing that I call Mike's Bites, and it's usually I'm just playing a few songs uh, for Braden. And uh, with Braden, uh, again, like I'm about 10, 11 years his senior, so um, a lot of times he hey, he's never heard the stuff before. I, I assume you uh, might be different, but uh, I thought I'd play a few little songs for you. Okay, this sounds fun. And uh, you just tell me uh, if you know it, uh, and we'll go from there. say i recognize that one man it sounds familiar of like the 80s type of sound um like the uh, early bits or like uh you know early punk rock but i'm not familiar with that, that well it, it's, it's funny you say that because the song title is summer of 89 oh no shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the title of the song and it's by uh butch walker butch, butch walker and the black widows yeah all right i'll have to check that out where are they from uh butch um I think he's originally from Atlanta. Uh, I think he lives in Nashville now, but originally from Atlanta. Uh, here, here's, here's number two. Okay. And I know you're not asleep. I can feel you moving all the way. You've been playing with the sea. And you're worn out underwear And my lips are always here From biting on them just to stay away It's not like I'm on a needle You won't be around To see them bleed and break about that one? Oh, wow. Um, I just stood up from sitting outside back of this venue and my legs fell asleep, but uh, 
<laughs> that was kind of radio, radio rock kind uh-huh. of sounding. I mean, yeah. Fans to it. I mean, I respect every genre of music, but that that was kind of something that you would hear like uh, on local radio around here. And it's just never kind of been my thing. I've kind of uh, strayed away from that that particular kind of sound as much as I could. You know, I'm, I, I'm sure that he, that they would appreciate that, considering the fact this album had no radio airplay whatsoever. Oh no, kidding! <laughs> yeah, they came to, to Glasgow, Kentucky, and they went to the radio station with that record. They would probably get some play, I think. Yeah, the song is called "Cigarette Lighter Love Song." Uh, the band is called Marvelous Three. Uh, they had a they had they did have a hit back in the day, way back in the '90s. I think it's called "Freak of the Week." was the name of the of the uh one they would they would def- definitely be called a one hit wonder that was pretty much the only airplay they had but this was it was on this album it was on the one before that this one is actually my favorite album of theirs and it got no airplay whatsoever but it's got a lot of great songs uh but anyway the lead singer of this marvelous three his name butch walker oh okay same guy well yeah i mean like i said no no offense but you know um I've kind of tried to always stray away from certain sounds and they kind of have that kind of a, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, you know, but just that kind of radio sound. So, I mean, they, they could appeal in, in certain cities. I think if, if they really sent out their demos to certain radio stations, they, they could get airplay more than certain projects that I've been in before. That was kind of more abstract and took a certain kind of ear to understand it, you know? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I got two more for you real quick. Desperation such a numbness feeling Passion is the path that leads me here Control of my disease within my heart I see a goodbye in your eyes Cut my legs off I will still chase you Okay, well, it looks like we lost Eric, guys. Uh, his phone died. So anyway, let me continue on. So anyway, that was um, The Floyds. That was the name of the band. And the song is called Dismembered Love Song. And yes, uh, that also included Butch Walker. Uh, he was uh, one of the vocalists and guitar players, songwriters for that band as well. And the very last one here is...
Okay, so that song is called Tainted Angel, and the band is South Gang. And yes, yes, that is Butch Walker on guitar and backing vocals for that band. So this was just a little showcase to uh, kind of show what Butch Walker can do in all the different styles of music. And he's also a very prolific songwriter as well. He's written songs for uh, Puffy, Bowling for Soup, uh, Pink, Seven Dust, Avril Lavigne, SR seven seventy one. A lot of different uh, bands. So he's uh, he's he's pretty versatile. But anyway, that is uh, that's Mike's bites, and we're kind of going a little out of order here, but. I want to jump in real quick before I end this and uh, talk about what I've been watching and uh, just a few little things here. Um, up first was Escape Room. This is that uh, PG horror f- film that came out early uh, this year. And it's kind of a saw, light saw, I guess people were saying. And I didn't think I'd really like it that much, but it was actually pretty enjoyable. And it's uh, it's, it's kind of uh, timely considering these escape rooms are popping up all over the place. There's one actually not too far from where I'm at right now. Um so yeah, it was actually it was pretty good. It wasn't bad. Uh, up next was Glass, the um, M Night Shyamalan movie, the uh, end of the trilogy, and um, you know leave it to to M Night Shyamalan to kind of just <clears throat> twist everything into what the f territory. Um, I was really enjoying it. I was like uh, really digging the first couple acts. I thought, oh, this is very Unbreakable esque. You know, liking it a lot and. I'll have to say I wasn't pleased with the third act. You know, third act sometimes leave, leave a bad taste in your mouth. And, uh, uh, I mean, I still like it. I thought it was a pretty decent movie, but it really, really could have been a lot better. I mean, I really think he kind of twisted it uh, in a different direction than I w- really wanted it to go. Up next is Shin Godzilla. And this is the um, um, this is the Japanese version that came out in 2016. And uh, overall, I have to say it's pretty good. Um Godzilla itself is sometimes really corny looking and sometimes really terrifying looking. So, but uh, but all in all, I, it was it was a pretty good movie. I I thought it was a pretty decent entry. Up next was a little film in two thousand four called Mine Hunters. It's got uh, Val Kilmer and Christian Slater, LL Cool J, people like that, and uh, it was it was all right. It's about these. Um, these FBI profilers profiling serial killers in training and uh, they're on a, like a program uh, exercise and things go horribly wrong and, and it's another one just kind of like glass you know it was it was going really good I was enjoying it and there was a little thing at the end there that, that really kind of I didn't like it, it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth for the movie because I don't know there's something something about that last third act just didn't work for me up next was uh, Replicas, this new one that came out with Keanu Reeves. Um, it was all right. It wasn't too bad. I mean, I, I I didn't expect much from it. I looked at the trailer and thought, eh, this is not going to be that good. And, you know, and I saw my, my expectations weren't very high. Um, and uh, and it's not like a, a great movie by any means, but yeah, it's enjoyable enough. Uh, it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go, so I guess that's why I thought it was pretty decent. Um, up next was I watched a couple of episodes of that uh, Black Summer that zombie uh, show that's on Netflix now, and while it's okay and, and it's serviceable and it's uh, you know it's not bad, I, I I don't know maybe I'm just over the zombie thing, but um, it didn't it didn't hit me enough to be like oh my god I've got to watch every one of these right now, because you know it's just something that you've kind of seen it all before. I mean unless there's something really crazy, 
in the storyline about zombies. I mean, it's really kind of been done to death at this point. And uh, and the last thing I watched was The Silence, that um, movie that dropped on Netflix not that long ago. And uh, wow, I have to say, man, that movie. Uh, you know, I, I saw the trailer and I thought, wow, that's a lot like a quiet place. And, I, and uh, when I started to actually watching i'm like oh my god this is a quiet place <laughs> what the hell and so when you you know if you're just if you're a movie watcher and you go whoa well a quiet place came out last year this is coming out now what a rip off you ripped it off and then you know you do a little digging and you find out this uh <clears throat> this was based on a book that came out in 2015 and then you go oh wait well um yeah so it looks like this one uh you know is is kind of uh kind of the one that Maybe a quiet place ripped off, but um, uh, the movie itself is—it's pretty good. I like the—I liked uh, the story again. It's, I'd seen it before, but I, I like it. Um, the creatures are okay. They're kind of like I don't know, bats and pterodactyls together. I don't know. They're it, it, it okay. It wasn't too bad. It was a good movie, but again, you know, one that was really hurt by a quiet place. Had that movie not come out, I think this movie would have been like. Wow, really cool. But, you know, when you just watch a movie and then you watch a movie exactly like it. I mean, and this is even down to the point that a, the daughter in the family is deaf. And you're like, what? Um, but, yeah. So, but again, it, it, it's from a book that came out in 2015. So, I, I you know, arguably, I, I think this one was the forefront, even though it came out last, unfortunately, for the for the movie. But, um, but this has happened before. Uh I mean, who's to say? I mean, sometimes things seep into subconsciouses and stuff and whatever, but yeah, I mean, these are sometimes too similar to be like, wow, you guys are on the same wavelength there. So anyway, all right. Um, all right, guys, that's it. So I really want to thank Eric Croft for coming on, being my guest and kind of hosting with me uh, through this. And uh, unfortunately, his, uh, his uh, phone died, but I really uh, want you guys to go out and check out his music. Because he's a he's a really talented guy, a really uh, unique individual who likes to do some really interesting and original uh, music. So, uh, just just uh, Google him. Crimson Croft is the name of his band uh, right currently right now. So just Google that or him. Or, again, uh, find him on all those platforms: Spotify, uh, Bandcamp, um, SoundCloud, and all, all that good stuff. And he's on Facebook, and I'm sure he's got um, band pages on Facebook as well. So. So yeah, check him out and uh, and everything. And all right, guys, that's it. I am out. This is Mike signing off for Parts of Art. Until next time, take care.